Hello, everyone. Before we kick off this week's episode, we're like unreasonably excited to tell everyone that we're doing a collaboration. What'd you call it? I would say collab with a company called Studio. Essentially, like the mission of this company is to provide everyone on the planet with high tech, high fashion, and a high quality earphones we're gonna have our producer michael on the show to have some booze time with us and we're gonna surprise him because it's the holidays with a gift of um, a really cool pair of headphones i'm really excited to give him this gift because mm-hmm. we can't give him anything else we can't so if you go to um studiosweden.com and enter the disc- discount code clear eyes full hearts all one word you can get 15 percent off any purchase um, and they have free worldwide shipping all the info will be in the podcast description and on our website too on with the episode cool Okay, so on today's episode, we're talking... We're talking laboring. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's a labor of love, this podcast, I'll tell you that. Um, Just an FYI, this episode has no happy things in it. The one one happy happy thing thing is quickly overshadowed by the most horrible thing. Yeah. Um, So the Wikipedia summary pretty much lays it out. here it is (laughs) um eric decides to bench luke tammy tries to pacify her critics the riggins brothers adjust to new developments oof that's the most rough dude that also would just be like what's the point of having that as a summary because if you're like trying to find out which episode was the one where tim goes to jail like you're not you're gonna, not gonna know yeah or like which is the one where mindy had her baby like i don't know if it it's trying to provide a summary with no spoilers but like why would you need to read a summary right with no spoilers yeah they could like, be like the riggins have a run-in with the police or something or like a new riggins is born or something a new Aww. riggins whatever a new whatever it's fine <laughs> it's fine okay where do we start with this um Tammy, the theme of the episode is like everyone's miserable and like also Merry Christmas. We're miserable (laughs) also. So it's fine. Yeah. Our moods match their moods. (laughs) Um, We can start with Tammy because we left it off on a cliffhanger last week. And there's been like a teensy development in the whole story. Yeah. It's like coming to a head. Ew. I hate that expression. Is it? It's only but sits. Yeah, there's no other thing it could be about. Nothing else comes to a head. I hate it. I mean, it it's is an good accurate... when things come to a head. Is it wise? <laughs> that is better. It's like an accurate, what is it, like a metaphor? A metaphor, yeah. But it's still... Uh, evokes a kind of like gross image yeah it's very the imagery is disgusting um so there's a pulsating (laughs) (laughs) issue that needs to get extracted (laughs) um and that is tammy is still dealing with the fallout of providing becky with pamphlets can you imagine this no. happening to you when all you did was literally hand over one pamphlet across a your professional desk. I mean, like, it was her table. It like was, it was unprofessional, actually. Whatever is, yeah. But I mean, even like, but more we, so because it was on her own property and like on her own terms. It should be even less of a grounds for any kind of disciplinary action yeah and even though that that happened she still maintains that she followed like procedure Mm -hmm. which like there's obviously going to be some kind of like off-site procedure for working with a student um so like there's a real newspaper article that that surfaces about tammy 
um the second one yeah this is i can't can you imagine we were in the paper one time katie's probably was in the paper more times yeah, I've locally been in the paper a bunch of times we were Not in to break. a like a toronto newspaper one time it was really exciting it was the we peaked literally we came to a head <laughs> our our fame came to a head and it was good in 2010 so imagine being the, in the paper two times both bad things yeah, like they have That's it out for horrifying. tammy it's crazy so basically it says i mean it doesn't say much but it basically just like spreads the news that tammy loves abortions um and then people ca- like she gets a taste of what coach deals with mm-hmm. all the time where mm-hmm. people are calling her house and calling her like oh, you're a baby killer tammy taylor <laughs> which like i think that was the exact voice that was dead on um and that sucks that's yeah. like not good it's not what you wanted <clears throat> It's not what she deserves. And it's also something that's harder for her to shake off. Like all the other stuff about like the position, like when she was in the paper before and people were like mad at her. Why was she in the paper before? Cause I think it was just, it was about the, the money for the, the, the jumbo, the jumbotron. Mm. And it was about like oh our, my God, the allocation times. of funds. Oh my God. Like, I don't even want to go there, but um it's easier for her to like reconcile that and be like i made the right decision and like ultimately it's fine people are gonna forget this and it's gonna be it's just like a a legislative bureaucratic issue Mm -hmm. but something like this is like a personal attack and it's harder for her to come back from it in the whole episode she's like on edge and she's just like very distracted and she's like not herself yeah her and coach are both not themselves this episode they're both dealing with some shit Mm -hmm. but so tammy is going through it it um paul dunley is the most sympathetic he drives how far does he drive like two hours they said 50 miles or 60 miles i'm canadian it's 80 kilometers that's like nothing it's like the same as our our money exchange rate <laughs> but also like um like how long does it take to drive 80 kilometers like less than an hour okay so it's relax fine. everybody yeah it's not that big a deal but anyway he really went out of his way to drive to tammy's house and tells her that they want her to make a statement and they're prepared for that and she thinks it's a great idea um until he hands her over like the draft that him and the board have sort of like put together and it's basically an apology for her actions and the whole incident yeah so she was like excited to have the opportunity to be like this is my side of the story and i would never do what you think yeah yeah um yeah what you may have heard is not the case Mm -hmm. but they're just planning on completely like backtracking and being like sorry it's all true and also i'm sorry (laughs) So she has to sit with that now. She basically has to like make a decision whether or not she's going to go through with this. So she meets with a lawyer to sort of say like, if I didn't apologize and I lost my job as a result, which is basically what the ultimate um, shakedown is going to be, is she's going to lose her job. Um, do I have a case for like wrongful dismissal? And the lawyer is like, absolutely you do, but it's, it'll take like years to like, come to any sort of conclusion and if you want to work in the meantime it's going to be really hard for you with like a pending court case about being fired from your educational position because you provided information on abortions like it's just like not the right like climate for any of that to go down yeah and like coach's job is never fully secure either um so it's like it's good information but it's just not like a practical option for her so it sort of puts her back at square one as to like what is she gonna do yeah is she gonna compromise i mean yeah like it is annoying to be like take responsibility for something that didn't happen but at the end of the day like is it really that bad to be like sorry it's just like exactly. i get it that it's her morals but like i actually don't think that apologizing is that bad if it were me I would just want to get it done and 
over with. Yeah, I mean, you have to save for Julie's freaking college or Habitat for Humanity application. I would or something only. Like that. <laughs> I would only be thinking of Gracie in this moment. That's true. Gracie has to live her whole life. Yeah, I so, would be like, I whatever mean, it takes to keep like Gracie safe and healthy, like I'm willing to do it. And yeah. that's like being any like a parent in most capacities. But like when Gracie is your daughter and you have one shitty daughter like you you have to think about everything differently yeah um so yeah we don't know what she's gonna decide to do um like knowing actually i could go either way i really forget i really forget what she decides it's exciting isn't it when you forget the the plot (laughs) (laughs) actually season five as a whole is just like incredibly hazy so it's actually um, I'm excited for that because I literally freak out at like the tiniest thing that I forgot that happened. Yeah, and it's the final season. It's going to be <clears throat> triumphant. Um, so Tammy is doing that. While Tammy is doing that, Coach like asks Julie to be nice to her. Literally, Coach is like, can you please not be a fucking demon for one minute? Please, Julie. He's and like, she's like... Uh, well, what are you going to give me in exchange for not being a fucking demon? Oh, my God. Um, and then he says he'll, like, maybe consider... Like, helping her with her Habitat for Humanity training. Oh, my God. When thing. Julie was like, it's only $3,000. I was That's like... That's fucking expensive. That is so much money. That I'm, like, like, shocked that it was that much money. Like, we've seen characters on this show have, like, crises and steal copper wire for, for less, less money. money. Yeah. Um, so that was a little bit of, you know, it was like a check your privilege moment, Julie. Mm-hmm. Um, but Julie does pull through and she, I think she can, like, sense the tension in their house. And she does, like, try to help Tammy. She, like, makes dinner and stuff. Because um, while Tammy's going through it coach is also going through it yeah and um julie makes them a delicious vegetarian feast i feel like she made like a pasta bake yeah definitely pasta yeah um yeah and like a salad she doesn't cook flesh (laughs) fucking amen true i love you julie (laughs) um but yeah there's more to come on that oh yeah wait there's also protesters there's a protester moment where they're protesting tammy um, at the school and she i just really very laugh when, when she's happens. like come on y'all come on come on y'all come on now come on now y'all y'all come on now they're like their whole house under attack like coach this week okay so this is finally when we're getting like more build up to the game against west dylan yeah so it's gonna be like the finale next week mm-hmm. so um coach basically is in a f- battle with West Dillon and then like whoever mediates between like teams in the high school like league because they're inspecting the Lions field for that game and West Dillon hates it because it's like not a beautiful pristine field like their field is like they're it's fine and they're like roasting them for not having astroturf and they're saying like oh there are potholes um on this field like if you drove on it you would like get stuck in the potholes and it's like we don't drive on our fields like also like just they're like just fill them in with dirt like it's not the end of the world they had a game in a mud field i know and now they're being all precious about it's because it's the mccoys and it's fucking wade ackerman so they're they don't want them to have the hometown advantage right so basically what they agree to is um east dylan will like fix the field with like the like checking off all the parameters that they have to and then they'll reinspect and it should be good for the game so that's fine they're they go to work coaches like they are all screaming at each other and coach hates it he never really actually there are two screaming matches and he doesn't engage in either of them yeah he's just like this is so 
petty. Mm-hmm. And his brain's always like, you can tell he's like trying to formulate or think of like mm-hmm. how to fix it or how to get one step ahead of like this kind of behavior like, because he cannot stoop to the level that Joe McCoy is at. He cannot be pulled down by these stupid Panthers. I think Joe's a sociopath. Oh, he's a hundred percent a sociopath. He's like a narcissist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's bad. <laughs> yeah. And Wade is like his lackey. Wade was also very confusing this episode. I mean, he was just like bullshitting. Yeah. He so was, he like meets with Tammy and is like, oh, well, I guess let's talk about the prank first. Right. So they're, the Lions are fixing the fields, all going great. Landry, aka Lance. Lol. Um, it's funny when um, Coach gets mad at Luke and is like, fill up this Gatorade jug. And then Luke is like, okay. And then Coach is like, <laughs> he looks like he, like his dog died. He's like, I'm so sorry that I talked to you that way. I just want you to feel better. <laughs> and then he's like, Lance, <laughs> fill up the Gatorade jug. Yeah. So Luke is benched throughout this whole process, by the way. So like, he's still got a bruise. He's still in pain. We don't know, really know anything beyond the fact that he's just like, benched he has an intense bruise and coach is not is was hard on him for two seconds but is basically just like i want you to heal yeah just you can't play landry is becomes kind of like um who coach takes his anger out on this episode kind of always yeah he's just i don't know well like, i know what he's it is about him boy. he's just like not great well i do I liked him this episode a lot. I just like, I, okay, he's good. He's fine. I it's like him. Back and forth. Yeah. Um, and I really have a lot of respect for Jesse Plemons after seeing oh, him on Fargo. Fargo. Yeah. Um, I love that you texted me in the middle of the night being like, of course Landry has to like burn a car because I think I texted you that like weeks ago yeah. when I was watching it first. Yeah, I was like, like no spoilers, but yeah. FYI. Oh, so you fully see his whole butt. It's crazy. Yeah, I never really thought that, like, that would be a butt that, that I would, would see. see. Yeah, I mean, God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> it's very crazy. Um, So Lance sort of, like, rile, rallies the team around this sort of, like, rivalry between East and West. And because the Panthers were, like, talking so much shit about their field, they pull a prank where in the middle of the night, um, they stick like a trillion toothpicks in it's the so whole field. It's like the smartest, most subtle, cool prank. And also the shots of the toothpicks in the field like look really cool. I wonder how they like, there was obviously like a big patch that were actual toothpicks. And then right. it was and some kind of CGI like in the background. Yeah. Um, so, and it is very clearly and obviously a prank. Yes. This is no, this is like an, at no level, like a form of vandalism. Cause like they do nothing besides. And it's temporary. It can be fixed. Yeah. So Lance is like, he does that and he has the team sort of like behind him. And I think everyone thinks it's like funny and they kind of have a confidence boost because of it. Um, and it takes the Panthers two and a half hours to pull the toothpicks out, which is like, cry me a goddamn river. It takes me two and a half hours to like take off my makeup. It takes me two and a half hours to do anything. It takes me two and a half hours to brush my hair. (sighs) It takes me two and a half hours to like literally drink coffee in the morning (laughs) when I wake up. It takes me two and a half hours to start doing work once I get to work. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) hire us takes me two and a half hours to like have lunch yeah like drive back from the mall mm-hmm. get back to my desk um so but coach is like coach knows that landry did the prank because landry is like the only smart person on the team. <laughs> yeah. um and Landry's like feeling pretty good about himself and obviously coach thinks it's really funny too coach is the He's trying to not smile the whole time. Yeah. But you can sense, like, you can see that there's, like, a sense of pride because it's, like, yeah, it's just, like, a smart and funny prank with, like, no ramifications. Yeah, like, no one got hurt and there was no property damage, which, like, in football rivalries is, like, 
unheard, unheard of. of. Yeah. So Coach makes them um, run Jingle Jangles. Merry Christmas. Not to be confused with doing Jingle Jangle. Um, and he, but until Landry can kick the ball 50 yards, right? 40 yards, I think. Yeah. So it's like a really long kick. So he knows that Landry's not going to do it because Landry's like, oh, good at kicking sometimes, but pretty much just fine at it. Right. So the team basically has to do strenuous exercises as a punishment. Are they like, is that basically like an Iron Man? Is that the same thing? A jingle jangle? Yeah. I think it's like. They look like they were running like back and forth. Yeah, but that's what an Iron Man is. Oh, I don't know. I only like, know- remember when we did it in gym class, the beep test. Oh. Yeah. When the Lions, or I mean Panthers retaliate, however, their idea of a it's prank like, is straight up property damage. Like, it's just so indicative of the team's like behavior and mentalities and like just like the aggression and like lack of subtlety yeah and lack of ingenuity that the panthers have whereas the lions had to cut like have to build themselves from nothing and so they became like smart and savvy and the panthers just use brute force right and they just drive trucks on the field they like rip the goal posts down they put like huge like divots back in like how the fucking field. stupid are you like <clears throat> it just is so annoying and then when the when it goes back to mediation to be like it was like the lions are saying this was clearly retaliation the panthers are going well all of our players were accounted for and like By it definitely whom? wasn't us like good one it's like we all know like it's clearly and if it's not you it's like Panther fans. Who else would it be? Right. So like this is when Wade like sort of like goes to Tammy and is like, we ought to hash this out with Eric. Like, let's like call him. And Tammy's like, we're going to get to the bottom of this. I'm working with Wade. He's going to like engage his team. And Wade's like, if I find it, it was any of my players. Like they're, they will be expelled. They'll be kicked off the team and like there will be ramifications. But it's like Wade is in on it. Yeah. Like it's it's just like. Like adding Wade insult is the to one. injury, and then he's going through Tammy, and Tammy thinks he's being sincere, which is like I don't think Tammy thinks he's being sincere. But then why and would she, she take a meeting with him? Because she has to for politics. It's like the way she had to do the coin toss, but then she did it her own way. I don't know. Like they have to obviously like do a facade of disciplinary action, otherwise you're just letting them run rampant. You know. I I don't know. Like I mean, obviously. They everyone knows it's bullshit, but it's ridiculous. So How essentially, they get away with that. They just get away with it because they have money. Yep, and because they're from West Dillon. Yeah, they have money. <laughs> um. So because there's no Lion Field anymore, West Dillon graciously offers to host the game at Herman Field, which is apparently the name of where the Panthers have been playing all these years. Like, imagine the pride that Eastillen would have felt when they, like, were able to play on their own field. Yeah. Um, and so we don't know what's going to happen. Coach is just, like, dejected and tired, and this his week's been, like, this stupid week. And he just goes home and tells Tammy, like, it's going to be... He goes home be- and smashes the phone. Yeah, <laughs> they've been getting so they've been harassed for so long that the second like the, the phone rings again and he just like straight up breaks it. Yeah, Tammy is like shocked for half a second. And then, and then she's, she's like, like, thank you. <laughs> like, that's about right. Yeah. So welcome to Wine Time. We have a special guest joining us this week who... You don't know, but you all kind of secretly know. You're familiar with his work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Our producer, Mike Johnson, is here to help us celebrate the holidays. Yeah, holidays are a time for family and you're Mary's brother. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Um, I'm older, though, so I'm still in charge. More responsible. (laughs) 
definitely more responsible. But what we were talking about, about how people could just like cut us saying horrible things. Like this is the prime candidate. Who knows? Oh, yeah. The kind of shit he's made us say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got hours upon hours <laughs> of, of incriminating sentences. Like and all the stuff that is cut out, I can still access all that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh my god <laughs> like oh, the yeah. times when you've been like can you bleep that out or like can you like cut <laughs> oh that my out god, or like we cut out a that. thing and i'll be like i wonder what they said <laughs> <laughs> well now you know we're horrible people surprise merry christmas um anyway what's your uh what do you like about being our producer <laughs> i like i like you guys <laughs> That's a weird question. I, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you like about being our producer? I'm a really good interviewer. <laughs> um, we you were, didn't prepare any questions beforehand. We, we like kind of did. Maybe I should have prepared them for you. <laughs> yeah. Can um, you make this sound good? <laughs> we were saying like, because you've had to listen to like every episode in some capacity to like. Make sure check for levels and whatever. Yep. Volume. But you've never watched the show. Never. Um, do you know what's going on in the show from listening to us like yell about it? Well, the stuff that I mostly understand from is the clips that I have to cut out from oh, the show. That's true. So those are the most of the where I get all the information from. The and highlights. It's about football and kids in high school who make horrible decisions. And Tammy. Dumb. And, and Tammy. And Tammy just being an awesome mom. Mm -hmm. Very true. Does it make you want to watch the show or never think about the show ever again? Yeah. I like, you know, if I was on a desert island and all they had was Friday Night Lights, I would be like, okay, well. That would be a sweet deal. Yeah. yeah like it wouldn't I be mean, the worst that, show you could be stuck on an island with. That would be actually so nice. Like comforting like no in the worst time no ever. other people. Just coach and Tammy. <laughs> Um, was there a f episode that you helped us with that you thought was funny or like, what was the f one of the funniest things that we did or said? It was the Billy Joel episode. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that one was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> that literally, I can't believe we did that. That took the most work it out of, and it was like a four minute long episode. Yeah. And people were mad about it. Why? We it's didn't like, get a whole lot of feedback, but I think that maybe people wanted to hear about that episode, and we didn't really like. Let yeah, them we didn't do that. like you unpack didn't, it afterwards. Yeah, we kind of just like here's the breakdown in four minutes. Yeah, in yeah. song in the style of Billy, Billy Joel. Joel. <laughs> no, it was good. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was really funny. I still sometimes listen to it. It's More of those. Literally, our magnum opus. Yeah, the um, next season is just going to be Billy Joel's greatest hits. <laughs> You gotta do one to Piano Man. Mm. Have you taken any of our alcohol suggestions? No, because I'm not a big wine drinker. Oh yeah, we're drinking wine right now. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> deal with it. Uh, Prosecco. Yeah, I don't... What do you think about this wine? It's called Frisky Beaver. Which is it sparkling? It is sparkling. Yeah, it is sparkling. And it's an Ontario VQA. It's not like as carbonated as like... The other ones that we've had in the past, I feel like it's yeah, it less have that bubbly, sharp, but I think it's a little too sweet <clears throat> to me for me. It's better than the one that I just had at work. Okay. Well, which one was that? I don't know. Is it a black bottle? This label is so funny. It's sparkly wood green, like image of a, like a beaver, like chewed tree. It's like stump. the beaver. It's like a disco beaver. A disco beaver. Remember the books with like the fish that had the rainbow fish. Rainbow fish. And also that was a show. Lit. That's what the label looks like. It looks like that rainbow fish yeah. scale. And it's called Frisky Beaver, which is make of that what you will. I wonder who um, made the wine. Bubbly beaver is for so much more than celebrations. It's fine bubbles and flavors of lime, pear, and honey make it an ideal pairing for so many dishes. I definitely get that honey. I was going to say, I definitely get the pear. Okay, well, Mary, do you get the lime? Because that would be perfect. <laughs> like, oh my god, I kind of smell like a lime kind of like juice peel situation. Yeah, like a zest, a mm -hmm. lime zest. I can get behind that. Um, 
The alcohol percentage is 11.6, but they scratched out like 18.9, which was written on the label oh previously. God. I think they just made a mistake. So it probably just is frisky beaver wine that they just injected with carbon dioxide. Just pump some bubbles into it. Yeah. Science. Visual image in my head of some dude with like a coily cable full of and like a big carbon dioxide. It's just like just shoves it in. Or one of those like things that you fan a fire with. Oh yeah, like bellows. Yeah. (laughs) I had. I was thinking about bellows the other day. Well, in what context? I just was thinking about them, like how that was a cool invention that somebody invented, and now nobody uses them anymore. Welcome Do they to the even earth. use it like if you have a real fireplace? My aunt had one, but I think it was just for show. I've definitely seen decorative bellows in my time. But I've never seen anybody use one. No, never. Yeah, I don't know what the process would be. I think they were more for like when you were building a fire to like cook something or like melt metal or something. Mm. It really helps to make it hot. Yeah. A farrier. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me talking out of my butthole. That's what this podcast is. So welcome. (laughs) (laughs) What would you rate this wine, guys? Um, Five beaver tails out of seven (laughs) puffed pastries. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Very eclectic. So there's a difference in in values of each of those, so you have to do the math in your head. Figure out what it's actually worth. Yeah. Um, I'd rate it 7 out of 10 um, frolicking vaginas. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Amazing. But yeah, I don't really like it. I would rate it 1,000 out of 5,000 toothpicks. Oh, good one. A thousand That's, toothpicks is still a lot. I wouldn't want to count them. <laughs> um, <clears throat> should we celebrate? Should we shall celebrate the holidays? Yeah, so clink first. Too far. There's trying. Clink. Um, so while you're here and we're celebrating you, we have a Christmas present. Oh my goodness. For you. So that we wanted to present to you on air, and we want you to open it with the crinkle noise for people that like that. Let me take another sip of this bubbly. <laughs> it's like vaguely bubbly. It's a little bubbly. Mm-hmm. It's like Sprite. Oh, okay. Okay. From Clear Eyes Pod. Merry Christmas. It sounds really good. Oh, yeah. That's the stuff. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Wow. (laughs) Thank you, guys. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, so here's... Here's a scoop. Here's the deal. Should we tell them what it is first? (laughs) Yeah, you can tell them what it is. Their Bluetooth over-the-ear headphones and they feel heavy which means they're probably good oh okay that's an insider tip from a producer from a pro um Um, bigger magnets right see this is exactly (laughs) why we're happy that you work here um Okay, so what's the scoop? <laughs> okay. So we're doing a collab this episode with this brand of headphones, Studio Sweden. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. yeah. I know, right? I was going to make a Phil Collins joke because they're called... That's, I what, just, that's, that's what they're named after. after. Oh, really? That's yeah. my favorite fucking song. Oh, oh, my, oh my God. God. This was meant to be. Okay. Yeah, they're named after it because apparently the creator of those headphones saw Phil Collins struggling with a tangled headphone cord <laughs> and was like, if Phil Collins can't get it together, what hope do we have? That's and so he that's named amazing. his headphone oh company after a Phil Collins song. That's the greatest news I've ever heard. Yeah. So basically, they... We're like, do you want to try out these headphones and then tell your listeners about them? And we were like, yes, but like we don't know enough about headphones to really do it any justice. Like we can obviously tell that they look really cool. Yeah. Like they're like black and like with like shiny gold hardware, which is really cool. Yeah, should we do an unboxing? Yes, yes. You should try them now. People can't see the usually unboxing is a video. (laughs) An audio (laughs) unboxing. Ooh, that sounds Ooh. good too. Um, so yeah, so we thought that 
we can appreciate how cool they look, but you could try them and then either you know tell us or come back and give a review yeah. of how they worked for you. I'll come look at this little. These are some quality boxes. I wish that there was video <laughs> component. Look at that. They wow. it's like a little drawer. That and it's like um like angled. Oh and also if you go to their instagram it's like at studio i believe mm-hmm. which is like studio with no t um Sue, like it Sue. is so well curated and you can like it just is like a really cool brand clearly yeah i'm digging them so far and i don't even know what they sound like um so this is michael has the regent model which is like he said an over the ear model and you can have them with a quarter without mm-hmm. oh they have a they have a spot for a cord too. Mm-hmm. Oh, they thought of everything. <laughs> These are very sleek looking. They look really good. And they, their gold looks really cool. Yeah, they're stylish. Yeah. Um, if anyone else wants to give these a try, we have a 15% off code for anyone who's listening. And the code is clear eyes, full hearts, all one word. It'll be in the episode description as well as the link and there's free worldwide shipping which is amazing studiosweden.com if you get money for christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate and you want new headphones you should look into these for real i'm proud of you guys oh my, <laughs> oh my god, god thank, thank you. you that's all that's awesome remember you guys have always been like nobody will ever give us money for this but now you're endorsed by headphones I mean, we'll see if they like this segment, but yeah. <laughs> Use them for like two weeks and then come back and tell us what you thought. Yeah, I, I, I will use them. Cool. <laughs> and Yay. I mean, keep them after. Yeah, like they're yours. They're, they're yours. That's your present. Oh, but <laughs> You guys are the greatest. No, thank you for producing our podcast. Um, it's been like 51 episodes, which is a lot. That's a lot of listening to clips of us going, bah, rah, rah, and then some <laughs> clips of like, Tammy speaking wise words and then fast forwarding through us and then cutting out a rant about a political figure. So thank which, you. Which political figure, may I ask? I don't I know. Mean, like, it, uh, there yeah. are so many. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even remember. <laughs> so long ago. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, thanks, Mike. Thanks, thank guys. You. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Happy New Year. So speaking of Landry, he is a prank mastermind, but he also is going through some personal <laughs> issues. Um, I don't really like know what was going on with like him and Jess this episode. Like she was um, obviously preoccupied with Vince mm-hmm. and the aftermath of that thing and just like the ripple through the community of like Calvin getting killed and she like tells Landry about it and he's sad but it obviously doesn't like he doesn't like it's not really a thing that he feels as deeply as her I feel like they're having a hard time connecting this episode because they're just sort of like focusing on different things right i think that they like are kind of like they each give each other some kind of gift Mm -hmm. and it's like that's not enough to like keep them together yeah like so reality has set in kind of landry gives just the bike that he promised her it's a sweet bike yeah it's nice um and he's like really proud to give it to her but then she's on the way to Calvin's funeral. So it's so kind it's of like a bad, bad moment. time. Yeah. Um, and she's just like, I can't take this. And then her aunt bird. Cool. is like, you need to get a lock for that bike. So it was kind of like a strikeout. What should have been a sweet moment. It was not, mm-hmm. um, like it was like a moment that didn't land. And then, yeah. um, Jess gives Landry a present. So he's like, oh my God, you made me a playlist, which is like his, like exactly his jam. No pun intended. Totally, yeah. But then he realizes that it's not like truly a playlist. It's just sounds of crowds cheering. Cheering. Which is Coach Taylor's like patented trick. Yeah. He like, 
like spoiler he needs to hire jess <laughs> yeah yes she's a football genius clearly but um, so landry was like excited that oh i'm like getting like a, a personalized like it was like yeah. a mixtape right like that kind, yeah. of, kind of like which is feeling which is dream come true yeah but then it wasn't that so i feel like they're not connecting on yeah. the level that they should be for people who are you know dating mm-hmm um, and Vince is sort of like seeing this, like he's aware of it. He saw it sort of like happen in front of him. Well, he's seeing the cute moments. So to him, he's seeing right cute moments. So he, um, like tells Landry, like, "You're a good dude. I like you, and I'm glad that like she's with you." Like he's really being a martyr about it. <clears throat> to be honest, he's being a bit traumatic. Oh, of course. He's making Landry, like, know that, like, he's still there. Right. He's, like, it's, like, yeah, I'm being nice to you, but I'm also keeping tabs on what's happening. Yeah, and he, like, thinks it's his last day on Earth, so he's, like, trying to do the noble thing. <laughs> true, true. Um, so, Vince is going through an entire whole life-changing Vince, experience like, this is like the true test of vince through this season because we know at the beginning like the path that he was going down right and like what his past had been and how he's been able to like turn his life around and like find direction and like stability through the football team and through coach and through his friends and now um this is like the pivotal moment. I'm like, I was going to say do or die, but that's like, it's too true. It's as a pivotal moment for him to really know like who he is. Like, who am I? What do I actually believe in now? So canard <laughs> has still whole- not sold on that being his name but i'll take it's it it's his name but i don't know about the pronunciation okay um he has a plan for revenge yeah against the people that killed calvin so he has this other man that they're gonna go on a drive-by shooting literally yeah and they're planning to drive to his house and shoot him and Vince looks like a scared baby. He's in so the car. sad. He's, He's so sad. Do- clearly doesn't want to do this. Oh, wait. But before... Okay. Yeah. So, um, so like, Canard <laughs> knows the plan. <laughs> That's not a name. He's probably been, like, casing the joint a little bit before. And he keeps giving Vince updates as to, like, what's going to go down. And then tells him the definitive, like, when, where, we're, like, this is what's going to happen. And, um, the, as he is like preparing to like go, Jess shows up at his place cause she's been getting like, she's been seeing Canard like around the restaurant mm-hmm. and it's just like lurking. She's getting a bad vibe. So she goes to see what's up and she catches Vince getting ready to leave. And he's like literally getting his gun. Like, you know out what of he the- does? Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, he totally Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Jess is like, don't do this. I know you. You're a good person. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm not a good person. He's like, like, I'm, I'm a, a monster. <laughs> and he like bangs the wall. I think he like pushes her too, which is uncalled it's for. a little bit. But he's Harry and the Hendersoning hard. So yeah, it's basically it's what like- he thinks he has to do to protect her, her and also like make her hate not, him yeah, yeah so he so doesn't have he to can, be sad right yeah yeah it's all just he's he hasn't in his mind right now he has no option like he is indebted to canard and <laughs> can't like go back on this and like, also like he probably does feel a sense of vengeance yeah and that's he's probably like every day for him is like a is a conflict probably as to like what he like is used to doing or wants to do versus like what he knows is like right mm-hmm. and there's like a future there um so he yeah he leaves Jess and he goes off on 
the, the mission. Um, so yeah, scared baby in the car. They're drinking a little bit to like make Out of them a calm. paper bag, which can you get more cliche? Like they're getting hyped and the plan has been drawn and they're about to action it and then Vince gets out of the car and just like starts walking away like he has made the decision that he is not partaking in this which makes his friend <laughs> his comrade his buddy, <laughs> um yeah super so he goes pissed off. yeah pissed because and this he is like a- hurls he keeps saying like does he keep calling him like youngster like he's like little man youngster yeah and then like little bitch is like um like infantilizing him in like diminutive ways but Mm -hmm. at that moment vince is more of a man than he'll ever be true because he stays true to himself but also we can't forget this is like a debt that canard feels he is owed so vince just walking out on the plan and saying, like, I'm done with this is, like, not going to fly. So, like, he, Kennard literally fires shots at Vince as he's walking away to, yeah. like, sort of, like, scare him. And then he, and then they stop, and then Kennard catches up to him. And it's, like, um, like, literally, like, puts the gun in his literal face. Oh, my God. And then Vince is, like, do what you have to do, which is, like, so bad. Oh, my God. Which... Like, he probably peed his pants a little. A but little yeah, he bit. was being so brave, but yeah. he was, like, he was like probably really shitting scared. his pants. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Kennard's not going to shoot him point blank because Kennard's a scared little baby, too, but just masking it with aggressive At the end of the actions. day, everyone is a scared baby at all times. Mm-hmm. So Vince walks home. He's upset. Yeah, he's like he's he's like nervous about what the future holds. And plus, he has like a full blown breakdown, like in the middle of the yeah. street, like when everything's done, like all his like anxiety and just like endorphins and adrenaline like take over, and he like fully he like screams and falls and, to his yeah. knees. Um, and then when he gets back to his apartment, um, Jess is still waiting for him. And she basically, like, thinks that he killed the guy. But then when he comes back, he's like, I didn't do it. And then she's really happy. Mm-hmm. And they hug. And they're yeah. best friends. Forever. And more. <laughs> they're friends with benefits. <laughs> the benefits being that they love and support each other. That's all you need, dude. Whenever whenever anybody says friends with benefits, that's, that's actually what, what they I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, wholesome content <laughs> corner. Um, but along these lines, there's there's a development with the crime scene yeah. in Dylan, which it's not made clear. And you'd think like those secrets would die with Calvin. Yes, but like, also, like, the fact that there is such a direct line back to Riggins Riggs, it shouldn't, like, it's direct. Or maybe they're, like, like, investigating Calvin's murder, and then they're like, oh, he had ties to the, of course, this crime. But for us, for it to just be, like, Calvin's dead, oh, and the Riggins get busted, like, there's a direct correlation, but I think it should have been spelled out a little clearer, because Who knows? we haven't seen the deleted scenes yet. True. Maybe there's like a maybe the cops are like hold scene. up. Yeah. It's like they cut to like a scene from like CSI and like they're on a like a computer and it zooms in <laughs> or and it's like, like a picture of Billy like in the background. Or like they like connect the string <laughs> from like a picture of Tim to a picture of Calvin. Like the guy like takes off his sunglasses and he's like Billy Riggins. Yeah. So the Riggins are. Uh, they have a little bundle of joy. Mindy has a baby. A boy baby. Named. <laughs> Stephen Hannibal Riggins. The most fucked up name <laughs> I have ever heard. I'm down with the middle name being Hannibal because it reminds me of things that I love. Yeah, two things specifically. Two Hannibals that <laughs> I love. Two Hannibals that I would spend the rest of my life with happily. Um, yeah, 
I wonder if Hannibal's like a Riggins family name or if they were just like no way flicking through the yeah. television and they no, were like I bet you Billy doesn't even know it's like the name of Hannibal Lecter I bet you he like was watching the history channel and he knows mm. that it's like a Roman emperor and he's like that's a really cool name and he doesn't oh know God. the correlation between that and a cannibal serial killer and Mindy is like I'm married to a Riggins like it's f- like it would be weird if my baby wasn't named after a <laughs> serial killer. Um, so Mindy, she doesn't get a lot of time. It's mostly focused on Billy's journey. Even though she's the one pushing a baby out of her vagina. Thank you very much. Yeah, but we do see a glimpse of Angela. Being a very proud um, G-ma. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Tyra Tim. should have been there. Yeah, it would have been like a good moment to have like a Tyra cameo because that would have also tied in really well to like the downfall of tim because Mm he um it would have just been like that much more sad and depressing i totally forgot about the becky thing yeah so the baby is born mazel tov tim is the happiest he's ever been he literally says that yeah he goes for a walk on the land with becky um and he's like, you know, I got my land, like I got my business, I got, like, my, I got my freedom, <laughs> I got Hannibal, yeah. just kicking it with Hannibal. And he's, for the first time, he expresses like a genuine happiness. And you can like feel this like radiation of yeah. like peace and like calm. He's a beautiful man. Coming from him. His hair is like blowing in the so wind. Soft it's like a Texas looking. like sunset. And you're just yeah. like, it's like golden hour. Like his skin is inexplicably perfect i do boys have pores maybe a little bit on their nose but like boys don't have pores (laughs) right like why um because of the patriarchy ah you know what i guarantee soundly at night and i guarantee that like every beauty product that's been like peddled to women over like the decades uh in the beauty industry has made our skin worse oh yeah so that we buy more skincare but like and boys are like we don't need i just we don't even need to wash our fucking faces on my face and hair and junk (sighs) and and butt (laughs) like one lather (laughs) and my whole body is done um yeah but they also like they experience for the most part like a like less microaggressions therefore less stress oh inflammation my whole body is inflamed even when i'm avoiding inflammatory substances or environmental stressors it's impossible to avoid environmental stressors unless you just move to the arctic (laughs) (laughs) and avoid the drilling (laughs) the arctic isn't even safe anymore yeah that polar bear speaks for itself I have too much to say about the polar yeah, bear. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> we definitely don't have to talk about it on a Friday Night Lights <laughs> podcast about the starving polar bear. Um, so anyways, Tim's skin is perfect. Tim's outfit life, is perfect. His life is seemingly perfect. His land looks beautiful. <clears throat> and then Becky is like, I love you, Tim Riggins. And he's brought back down to like... Shit. It's like, we're, we're doing this again. We're doing this for like the... 1400th time this season like becky can we not it's how many times like who does it help she just wanted to have that perfect moment Mm -hmm. because that's how she lives her life everything is like how would they do it in a movie yeah but it sucks for tim yeah so he has to he's like my only friend is this 15 year old girl who's in love with me like how depressing is that he has to again like reject her advances <laughs> and but we don't know like what. obviously there's a part of him that likes that but he knows that it's not okay and right. so he just no, no no he doesn't want to be with her no but like you can't like if he didn't want that ego stroke he wouldn't associate with her no but i think it's just like there's a he wants to protect her somehow and he doesn't know like how to be he can't be out of her life now like there's a thing that is like gonna bind them together and we're gonna like see it just like extrapolate times a million in season five it just sucks that he has to be so hot 
it's otherwise they can have a friendship it, yeah like you can't yeah like he's not a normal although if he specimen. wasn't so hot he probably would hook up with her hmm. you know like if he was like a not attractive um you know dude in his 20s and this like like younger cute girl was really into him i think he would but tim because he's like <clears throat> i don't i have more i don't know why i'm like using this pen like i'm a conductor <laughs> you're, you're conducting an but orchestra like i you know there's plenty of fish in the sea mm-hmm. i don't have like this doesn't have to happen like this we can have a normal yeah time at every turn he's trying to like preserve preserve the friendship and preserve the like relationship that he has with her because i think like they're just chained now like they're not going to be able to be apart from each other like their lives are like woven together so it's like another like I, we can't do this becky like <laughs> yeah like take a drink. like how many fucking times Whenever. have i told you yeah. but we don't know what happens because it just like abruptly ends um and then when we see tim back at riggins rigs he's like stoked he's like playing air guitar and like drumming along to whatever music he's listening to yeah like kicking back he's having the best time and also like i made a note about his thighs he's thick with two c's he really is he has like that hockey player butt situation happening yeah just like bulky bulky butt and thighs do we see his butt kind of oh maybe in true detective you see his butt i haven't seen that Um, so this is when crime corner comes back into play because the cops come to Riggins rigs. And if I had to think for five seconds to be like, why, how could they have all of a sudden just shown up at the chop shop? And it's probably because of Calvin, right? Something was uncovered in that whole investigation. The cops just aren't going like, let me just, check in yeah. at the riggins rigs and see what's up yeah, like that something was like led the impetus them. because like he got murdered something led them to that shop but right now we don't know if anything it was just their crack investigation the dylan police really yeah, the crack team <laughs> the dylan police force probably there was like literally a note in calvin's pocket that was like Billy if riggins. i die <laughs> Please go to Reagan's rigs. Bring them down with me. <laughs> and they're like, ooh, like a clue. <laughs> <laughs> they need Buddy Garrity, the like crack detective, mm-hmm. to like help them with every investigation. Um so, but like no words are spoken. We don't actually see any kind of like conversation or like you're under arrest or blah 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 the next cut is literally like we kind of do what do we see we see them saying what are you doing in here and then tim's like just selling cars or something like that Mm. um and then they say like we're gonna need to like look around or you're gonna need to come with us or something like that so i don't think he's like i think they like take him in for questioning and then realize what like they're not charged because they leave right do they know because know. billy comes later yeah you're right so tim is in jail and you think that billy coming is gonna be like but i don't think they're charged because they don't know like who it is yet i think they're just like holding them for like to ask for them questioning questions. for questioning yeah and then they're gonna charge i mean spoiler alert but they're gonna charge someone next episode but like even billy coming to jail because you see tim in jail and when billy comes into the building you're like oh he's gonna come like pick him up or he's gonna come talk to him about like we're gonna get you out of here but then when you actually see billy being led into the same cell as tim whereas like a day before he was at home with his little baby hannibal yeah like that day and tim is like you know i'll go back i'll go to the shop like you play dad for a day like everything was like really gelling and coming together and then they're both in custody why can't tim be happy he's a tragic hero he is he's um hamlet yeah dude he is hamlet (laughs) We yeah. learned a lot in high school, applying it now yeah. to our podcast. Next episode is going to be 
off the chain. It's going to be like a literal barn burner. Not literal, but you know what I mean. Well, they do let them go. Because next episode, aren't they both at Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner at Tammy's? So maybe like right now they're held for questioning. Yeah. They but let they them can't go because hold them of without it. charges. Exactly. And then they come back, they regroup, they find another note from Calvin. <laughs> His ghost comes back yeah. and is like guilty. Yeah. And then something goes off. Yeah. But, so yeah, next week is going to be explosive with crime. It's going to be explosive with football, etc. etc. <laughs> I honestly don't know what else. I guess like Tammy might have a cameo. Julie might be there. There may be something with Jess and Vince. Probably. Oh, true. Lance might kick forty yards. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. We're have to tune in. Who am I to say? (laughs) Okay, so until next week, the finale of season four. FYI. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter at clear eyes pod, facebook.com slash clear eyes pod. Oh my God. I can't speak anymore. It's fine. It's late. And go to our website, clear eyes, full hearts plus booze.com for every episode and show notes. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.